Hey guys, this is Chris Bercher with Knowledge Plus Experience Equals Wisdom, and today is the first episode in my series, video and podcast series, about curiosity, and this is when I get to do interviews. So for those of you who are sick of just listening to me, <laughs> I'm trying to uh, get some of my heroes and my people I admire and people I just want to learn more about and um, and ask them what makes them curious and uh, how curiosity is important in their lives and just sort of see where it goes, as uh, is my um, habit. There's really not a whole lot of questions. There's really no, not a whole lot of script. I'm just trying to make some space for people to get to share a little bit about themselves with you and about what curiosity is. And my first interviewee is a friend of mine named Paul Godola. He's got a Facebook page and an Instagram account where he shares uh, an extremely well-prepared mini lecture series almost about um, what it means to be alive uh, and to be a loving person and to search for what he sometimes refers to as God that can be anything to all people, whether it's a literal God or not. But his um, his video series on Instagram especially have been incredibly informative to me. He's the one that uh, I've mentioned several times before has uh, sort of taught me that everybody thinks they're right until so we sort of have to operate from that position. And that's made me really curious about... Uh, where he got that and sort of, um, the things that he thinks about, uh, he's on a, he's on another level and I think you'll enjoy his stuff. Unfortunately, we had some problems with our zoom, you know, this is what happens the first time you do stuff. And I really appreciate Paul being my guinea pig, uh, in the time of COVID, even though we live 20 minutes apart, uh, we decided to go ahead and zoom it so I could practice. And well, I had some failures on my end and unfortunately the video has no an ending, but there was a good 45 minutes or so of content that I couldn't try to recreate, and I certainly didn't want to waste. And so at the end of this, I'll try to sort of um, add a, some closing comments about what we sort of talked about at the end um, while we were trying to get back on. It was pretty hilarious. Um, so anyway, I hope you enjoy this series. I hope you enjoyed this first episode. And here is a little bit about uh, my buddy, Paul Godola. <laughs> the one, the one beside you. you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I won't be offended, dude. <laughs> Whatever I say. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, I, with all that done, I guess we can get cool. official. What are you uh what's going on with you with COVID right now? So so Before I own a gym. Officially. Yeah. And so you know, I own Iron Mountain Fitness in Abingdon and you know, we did have to shut down for two months uh, completely, you know, with the governor's uh orders. And then after that, um, we have like enough space. I really haven't had to worry about space rules mm -hmm. um, and the number of people I get in at a time. So we've been pretty steady since then. Now, having said that, I'm probably down between 15 and 20% collectively uh, in the gym. And I think a lot of people are making decisions. Um, so a lot of medical people definitely are making decisions because they know they're either around it more uh, and don't want to, you know, it's easier for them to expose somebody else then because yeah. they have a greater chance because they're around it more um, or vice versa. They don't want to pick it up somewhere else and then take it to their medical professional job. So that's a big chunk of what I'm down. And then I'm sure some people are just concerned in general. Yeah, but 15 I mean, to 20%, that's, that's not bad. 
So, I mean, you're still at, are you you saying you still have 75, 80%? Yeah, of membership and and my revenue, basically. Yeah. So, so we've done pretty well, really. So I've been pretty fortunate. uh, I mean, as far as that goes. And you seem, uh, go ahead. No, and then Shelly's business, uh, Sunmail Prep, and she's probably growing during this time because she provides these, you know, home cooked meals and you've actually had them. Yeah, um, awesome. And, and well, thank you. And so she has these meals and then they're home cooked and, and she's never had to shut down at all because it's always just been delivery, mm-hmm. which even, you know, so when the restaurants had to shut down the inside, you know, she didn't have to shut down in any aspect. Um, so it's, we've been really fortunate in that. Makes her look like a genius, you know, like yeah. planning ahead. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Like, um, yeah, you seem very conscientious about it. So I don't, I trust that you wouldn't be running the gym at all if you thought that was a good idea. Is that accurate? I mean, would you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it seems to me that a lot of people, um, you, you know, when we first opened back up, back up, it was in the summer, of course, and we had the doors wide open. So mm-hmm. I think everybody felt, you know, really more comfortable even. Um, and then we did whatever any individual wanted. So we spaced out as it was, but if you wanted to take all your equipment outside completely, um, hmm. we could do that. Um, well, in fact, at the beginning there, we, that was kind of requirements that were supposed to be outside. So we did go outside. Oh, and then yeah. as that lesson, then we were able to, um, you know, still kind of be inside, but we have enough space where we could always kind of spread out. And then if anybody wanted to be, you know, very isolated, like this is my space, we just made arrangements for it. And, uh, and it's worked out pretty well. And, I, and one thing is like everybody wipes down. I'm not even sure if this is how it could get, uh, you know, transferred or not now, but my equipment is probably cleaner than it's ever been because so everyone's like so conscientious <laughs> to clean it after every time they touch anything. Um, so that so that's been good. So we got to keep that rolling when we're done. Yeah. I'd say you got the, you've got a good group of people who probably lean towards a believing in COVID <laughs> and be wanting to sort of, you know, keep things cool for the next person and not yeah, just absolutely. Uh, slobber around there. Yeah. They do that anyway. Right. Oh. Uh, yeah. It's, we've been fortunate with that for sure. Well, I mean, so, so that's a little bit, I guess, about you and what you do. We, we could probably wax poetic all, for hours about just our local stuff. But my real question for you, which I hope is a, is a good one that you want to talk about is what are you, I mean, given COVID and all this other stuff and, and your businesses, what are you curious about right now? That's the real, and then we'll just go with that. And I have another follow-up question if we need it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So man, that's a, that is a great open-ended question. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. You can talk about whatever you want. The floor is yours. Yeah. yeah thank <laughs> I you. mean, I'm curious so, about what your answer is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's really, so I assume you mean like curious in the uh, like eager to know way and not like strange <laughs> right like that's curious. yeah right uh, yeah yeah i guess so i guess i should stay that well it's funny because I, i'm sort of anti-dictionary you know yeah so it really it's whatever you think curious means you could, you know. yeah yeah no for i definitely want to go with the like kind of eager to know idea so i i would say and that almost every answer i give is probably on stuff like this i am I, I see it on different levels, basically. So like kind of personally, I'm even with COVID throughout this whole year, I'm at a good place kind of collectively. I'm fortunate I have a nice, healthy relationship with my wife. My house is, is you know, I have a nice place to live. My businesses are not necessarily thriving right now, but they're solid. 
So that takes a lot of kind of, you know, any concerns and pressures away. So on that level, it's almost like I'm on autopilot. It's like, we're just, these things are working, right? So don't mess them up, right? You know, it's like, we're, we're doing good, don't mess it up. And um, so then I kind of wonder personally, you know, what is going to happen next um, for me that, and not just necessarily directly to me, but if anybody I love, um, you know, was in my, my innermost circles, um, something happens to them. You know, my mother's 82. Um, she's not real concerned about COVID, but certainly if she would get COVID, that's not going to be, uh, you know, a good thing, but she doesn't really leave the house much anyway. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not too worried about that. Um, and then, you know, Shelly on Shelly's side, um, she has an aunt that's in her mid eighties also. Um, so you just kind of wonder about stuff like that, like, especially re- in related to COVID, you definitely don't want them to get it or anybody else for that matter. But so is something like that going to happen? Um, and it could happen just period you know, just by sure. age, if, um, you know, with, with that chronologically speaking, anything can happen to any of us, of course, at any time, but, you know, with chronologic, <laughs> uh, chronologically speaking, if people, you know, passed away, it's like, man, something's going to happen. Like what's yeah. next. And then also even on the personal level, like one of our dogs is getting a little bit older and you can really see her slowing down mm-hmm. a lot. And you just kind of, it's like, well, what is, you know, what's going to happen with this? And, and where does that, where does that lead us next? Um, so that's, that's one way is like the personal level of curious. I'm, I'm curious about that. And then I'm really curious. And, and I think, you know, this, I'm curious about this all the time, like where we're going collectively as a society. <laughs> and uh, I mean, and that, that has been my, my thing for so long is, and, and I'm getting, I'm fortunate um, that I've, you know, have a lot of things like I don't have kids to worry about. So that's not taking energy. So I can spend a lot of time reading and just reflecting on, on how we act and why we act that way. And, uh, and of course, that's what I'm really curious is where do we all go? And especially after this election cycle, you know, which I'm not even sure that's over, <laughs> over yet or not, but um, no closure. <laughs> but, right. Yeah. Um, you know, the election and, and obviously there's still the feeling that so many people are, are so split. Um, and, you know, where do we go next? And then, you know, for me, I've been really working for a long time now on this. I would say like seven, seven full years. Not that that's, I mean, the end all time. But, you know, for me, that's starting to be, you know, a seventh of my life. Of Like, how do uh, I better communicate with somebody that I don't necessarily agree the same opinions with? Um, because that's, I feel like we have so many things in common. Um, but how do we, how do we transcend that? that problem. How do we get by? It's not transcending there, I guess, but how do we get by that problem? Which a lot of times I think it's just communication and making sure we're talking about the same thing. But so where does that go? And, you know, can we, can we get it together as a society, as a country, let alone a world? Um, or is it, you know, do we have more unraveling to, to hopefully not, but, um, you know, more unraveling to do going forward? And you have a little bit of history. I mean, I'll, I'll give a little, I, I gave a little yeah. introduction about you before this, about what I know, but you have a little, that seven year history, um, sort of exploring, I guess, what you might call a higher level human. Talk a little bit about that. I mean, and, and how that, you know, what, what started your curiosity with that whole, you know, search for enlightenment or whatever you. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I would say the one thing is I, there was a couple of defining moments like along the way. And um, 
So one was I was so I was raised Roman Catholic, and it was a good experience for a lot of reasons. But as I you know as I grew up and went went uh, to college, and then the first couple of years out of college, I probably even uh, maybe grew out of it where I wouldn't have even I wouldn't have told you I was religious. I wouldn't have told you I was spiritual. I maybe would have told you an atheist. I can't really remember <laughs> specifically addressing myself that way. Um, but I, I more so I would say I just didn't think about it. You know, it just wasn't on the radar. And then uh, I came I, on my Appalachian Trail hike, which is like the whole reason I live, live down here now. I grew up in Pennsylvania and I, I hiked the trail from uh, West Virginia to Maine in 96. And I kind of uh, started to, I want to, you know, for lack of a better term, you know, start to think spiritually a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, what's it all about? How is, how is it all connected and stuff? And out of that, I read like the Tao of Pooh. Um, well, actually, I mean, that wasn't maybe the, the, the very first book, but The Tao of Pooh by Benjamin Hoff, I read like sometime shortly after that. And that really got me going. And fast forward to years later, um, I usually read that book like once a year. In that book, he kind of makes a joke, but he says uh, something about like music and life. And Pooh just answers, it's the same thing. You know, music and life, it's the same thing. And I kind of started answering like, at first like somebody would say something i'd be like oh that's the same thing and more and more i was like that is the same thing like that is the same thing it's just like you're seeing it's like from a slightly different you know angle or different perspective or whatever but you're really you're hitting on the same idea and then i started seeing these same ideas everywhere and and then of course that leads you into somebody like um joseph campbell uh, you know, if you're familiar with his work and, and the, like all the mythology work, and he, of course, saw all that. And somebody like um, um, Ken Wilber, the American philosopher, he really, really helped me, you know, grow that from there. As I said to somebody like, hey, you know, I think everybody's got like pieces of being right. Like, what's what's that? And so that like led me to Ken Wilber. And uh He's probably, I mean, in my opinion, he's probably the most thorough, like a living American philosopher right now that's merging spirituality uh, and religion and life. Like, this is like, hey, we're here right now living. It doesn't matter if, if there is a God, isn't a God, this is it wow. and that's it. You know, we're here now for sure. And we know that. So, okay. So that's like always like my baseline is that. And, and that's not to say that I don't think, uh, you know, that's not saying I don't believe in an afterlife or something like that, however you explain that. But that's kind of how I got started on all that. And then very specifically, like with the gym, you know, I, I so I, I don't identify myself in any with any religion now. Um, but, you know, in this area, of course, we have a lot of people that are, are very engrossed in being a Christian. And I realized like, hey, I don't necessarily agree with all everything they say, but they're good people. Like I know a lot of good people and they do good things every day and they're really trying hard to do the right thing, whatever, whatever the right thing is. And that's, that's, that's like 10 podcasts or 10, uh, 10 shows right there. But uh, so it, it, it really helped me want to learn more about, you know, what other people think and how they think. And that's, that's really kind of how that all started for me. That's fast. Well, I, this is, which has made me think of something because uh, my buddy Willie and I were just talking about this um, because you seem to me like an extremely just positive person. And maybe that's not the right way to put it. Um, but something to do with your, your mindset. Um, 
What do you feel about the law of attraction? And I just ask you that only because it happens to be on my mind today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I and I'll just tell you, I don't ha- know enough to have an opinion yet. You're not going to offend me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, I think there's a certain extent of um, we do. One thing I know is that we tend to create what we don't want. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not sure. And you see this though. So, and I mean, like, so on the, on the religious or political spectrum, um, and if you just, of course, there's a billion ways to really think of it, but if you just broke it up between someone that is religious and somebody that is secular, very secular and atheist say, right. They mm-hmm. almost produce each other, right. Because the, the more you double down on something, the more the other side doubles down kind of on it. And then, you know, so I, I, it, I'm not sure how that relates to the law of attraction, but you know, I mean, in a oh, sense, I, it's like, I see it. That's it. You know, that's somehow there. It's like, you're, you're actually attracting what you're worried about. Like you don't want them to, you know, you want somebody to see another way, but you're creating it if you don't do it right. And that, that really is like my whole thing then is how do I convey what I mean without making somebody feel attacked? And I mean, right. oh man, I can, fail on that like (laughs) flying colors i can really do that wrong you know um but really working on it so then so a big thing for me on that is like just learning like words words matter you know very specifically you know what what how you say something matters well yeah i guess for me not to talk about me but i I did an episode on on doubt and i used to think that i had this like uh Descartes-like approach to life being identifying as a scientist and sort of saying, well, I doubt things to, to sort of reveal the truth. You know, when the doubt wears off and the evidence is still there, I kind of have to stop doubting. But I slipped into this, um, what, bringing up the semantics, I slipped from doubt to sort of cynicism and pessimism and then just outright negative attitude. <laughs> and, but I was still referring to it as doubt. Right. So right. that yeah. sort of taught me just in the last couple of weeks that these words that we use to describe whatever it is we identify with matter. And they can certainly, if you don't know what somebody else, how somebody else defines it, then you can certainly push them away or um, cr- create, you know, animosity. <laughs> but you, yeah, you actually, I'm- you actually, that's one of the things I admire about your posts. And you didn't really talk about that, but I'll mention it. Um, that you do an Instagram series and at one time sort of actually had, uh, I'll use air quotes, sort of like meetings in a church-like environment, yeah. right? That, um, that, that, that need to sort of bring others into the fold. I sort of suffer from um, so, uh, narcissism, I guess, so a little bit like I'm really concerned about myself, but I see the wisdom of spreading that word. And I guess I'm trying to do that with this podcast, but that's an interesting um yeah. That's something that makes me curious. Well, I think, I mean, dude, I think you're doing a great job with this podcast because, well, you know, and I've, I've written about this a little bit. Like, it's like, um, you know, you got to, to really know it, like, is when you teach it and, and not that you're necessarily thinking of yourself maybe as a teacher, um, but when you share it directly with other people, basically, I mean, every moment to me, we're teaching and learning every, yeah. you know, we always have that 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 option that no, it's not an option it's happening right and so that law of attraction thing it's really interesting you said this because i wasn't really <laughs> thinking this when you started it 
But the law of attraction, that small group, so we called it the Damascus spiritual group or something something like that. I can't remember what we called it. But um, it started super organically where uh, I wasn't putting, you know, much stuff out, um, specific stuff like this. I wasn't running my Instagram series that was a very Mm -hmm. specific structured thing. I'm doing that thing on Facebook right now where it's very specifically and structured, like I'm putting it out in some sort of logical manner, but you know, I would put whatever out, but people, because I was putting that out, I was just attracting people to me and Mm -hmm. they would start, you know, maybe opening up more with me than what they would with other people. Right. And then as we got, you know, a little handful, five, six together, it was like, Hey, well, why don't we sit down and, and get a group together and talk about this? So, I mean, I guess on, on that level, uh, you know, I, you know, law of attraction, I don't think of it as law of attraction a lot, but that is law of attraction. That's what it is. Yeah. It is. It is interesting yeah. because I mean that, that, you know, that's one of those things like religion or some of these other things. It's so polarized. You've got people who adamantly believe that. And my, and my buddy Willie's like this. I mean, I can see it in him. He has taken on this persona of a, of giving out positive energy to the world you know, with the expectation that maybe it'll come back and he, he's hook, line and sinker and into, and then you read something on the internet where it's like the law of attraction is bullshit and here's why, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so sure. it's like, but that's another thing that you said that literally since the first time you said it, it has been the voice in the back of my head supervising all things I do. And that is everyone thinks they're right. Right. Which yeah. is, I never, it never occurred to me that that was a thing. And to me that seems to drive so much of this, uh, lack of connectedness or, you know, negative, positive, like, um, you know, and, and the strength of that, um, and how it's related to your identity. Like you said, um, people get attached to, to how they think they're right. They get attached to that and that becomes their identity. <laughs> right. Yeah, for you, sure. What do you do? With um, that? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the, um, I don't even know, know where, where, where to go here specifically on all of those, <laughs> Wherever you all want. Of those things. Um, you know, just to, to just finish up maybe on that law of attraction yeah. idea. And I, I think, I mean, can you have a law? I guess I would say it would be like a divine dichotomy. You can have a law of attraction, but it's not always attracting what you want. <laughs> right. Right? You don't control I mean, that. Like yeah, you're, sure. Right. You, you, you're going to attract something. But it might not be what you really want, depending on how you put demonstrate your behaviors to people. And that's a big thing on 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 social media. And I I call it like, are you needlessly divisive? Like you don't know. It's not on purpose. Like, I mean, some people are just stirring the pot, right? I mean, they just want stuff out. Yeah. But some people post some things and it's like, listen, I know what you mean, but that's going to be taken the wrong way. And I and I've done it, too. I mean, like, it's almost impossible to not do it, right? You know, right. like, it's like, because you have, like, your place that you think of. Um, and not to switch gears in the middle, but it might be related. The one no. thing I wonder about with, like, trying to attract or put out positivity and, you know, then to attract positivity, of course, on one level, I get that, right? But then I almost wonder, and this is what I think I would say more so, is I just try to be real all the time and it could still be viewed as positive. Like if I'm feeling sad and I, it makes me cry. Like it's not necessarily a negative thing. It's a real thing, right? It's a real thing. 
So try to be real all the time. And I think that's going to be received positively. Like you're just real, you know, um, and you're, you don't. So I guess the word for that is, uh, is integrity, right? Like that would being real and the integrity would probably match up pretty close. Like you don't have anything to hide then, like, because you, you tell the truth and you're honest, you're open with your emotions. And of course, now that can be a slippery slope there because people will be like, but I feel this way. And it's just like, well, <laughs> you know, there's almost like layers of feelings. It's like, just because you feel something doesn't make that right. Either. Right. right. Um, you know, that's, and, and, you know, so of course, uh, you know, I want to, stamp out racism at, at all costs right you know what i mean i mean we it's definitely any any place that there's racism it's a problem we we need to do something about it but not every single thing that somebody says is racist right. is racist actually right and and so that's what so and i mean you've you've probably seen me post about this i call that the authority problem because who decides on something <laughs> you know and then it comes back it's like well i think that and you see it with like um, the Washington football team changing their name this year. Right. Of course, there's, you know, half the population is super mad that they've changed their name and the other half, you know, half the population is is okay with it and, and gets it. Um, and then, you know, they just go to their corners and it's just another way to, you know, be, be divided almost. Um, but I don't see, um, I don't know how you get past that because who is the authority on Yeah, exactly. That? And and how yeah. do you how do you get people it's like it's human nature to go to the divisive side or to the negative side versus to to take the path toward the the more authentic, the more real or even the more positive. You know, even to stay yeah. in the middle, it's like we automatically go to you disagree with me, therefore we have to fight. <laughs> you know, or, right. or or whatever or stay away from each other, you know. It's it's uh yeah it, and that, it's so tough and you know and another example of that is i was reading so the yeti bicycles mm -hmm. um they i guess they had then i'm not even familiar with this but i read an article they identify themselves as like the yeti tribe like hey join the yeti tribe and so someone i uh, she was my understanding was she was native american in colorado and i might be wrong on some details yeah. here but I'm pretty sure it was native american in colorado like wrote a letter and saying, hey, like I prefer you not to use the word tribe. And, you know, well, you know, for me, like I totally get the Washington football team changing the name. I, I easily see that one. I'm not sure about it. Yeah, tribe is pretty innocuous. I mean, it, it yeah. can be. I mean, yeah, I see right. where I and, get the um, point. And at the same time, you know, with the Washington football team now, you know, when I grew up, I'm not sure how old I was. And so I'm 48. <laughs> I was probably in my late thirties or forties till I ever thought of their, their, you know, their former nickname yeah. as derogatory at all. Right. <laughs> and then oh. when I, <laughs> yeah. right. When I see it then, and, and if you put any other term in there, right. So yeah. you, you just really bad. You put obviously. another specific, obvious derogatory term. You're like, yeah. oh, well, no doubt it makes complete sense. Then. Yeah. Um, and to me, that's the decision-making there. So that's the no doubter, you know, Right. Um, at, at the same time, so arguing both sides here, when does a word change? When does the word just change its meaning? Now, I'm not sure that one can ever change. Really? Yeah, well, that's it. I told you this before. Yeah. I, I didn't I wasn't aware of this until a guy named Paul Ludis. I read his stuff who brought to my attention that a dictionary is not a book of what words mean. It's a book of what we think they mean. And it actually All evolves right. as we change our minds. And that's just like 
I lost my mind. I still have lost, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> like, right. So right. we can just make up the rules as we go. But, but, but on that subject of sort of, I guess, political correctness, sort of, you know, the stuff that I used to think was funny. I wrestle with this a lot, like Eddie Murphy, um, a, a lot of those eighties stand-up comedies. I, you know, I think of the times I cried and, you know, lost my mind laughing at that stuff. And I think about it now and I'm not so sure <laughs> I'm comfortable even admitting that number one, but I feel right. I feel, and I'm not just saying that because I think somebody will think poorly of me. It's just, I, I don't know if I could laugh at it anymore because I'm aware of these other people that have sensitivities and, you know, legitimate or not who's to decide. Um, but where does that go? You know, the slippery slope fallacy, everybody says, you know, yep. the, the opponents say we can't, um, what's the word, you know, sort of sense, censor that stuff. Um, or then what are we? <laughs> yeah, right. Right. And it's, it's really tough. And again, that comes to the authority problem. We can try to go there, but let's, we were talking about, it's funny you said that, what you just said, but we were talking about this this morning. Um, and I was touching with, I was talking with my wife this morning and my buddy yesterday because him and his son, son's probably seven or eight, just watched Rudolph. And watching Rudolph, man, there is so much like just misogynistic kind of crazy. Oh, yeah. um, and so here's the thing, like, it, honestly, it about, I can't almost watch it now. But were the writers pushing that to the kind of extreme point? I mean, those are pretty, pretty like specific examples in that, um, that, but you're, you're rooting for Rudolph. And Rudolph's the <laughs> right. hero in the end. That side doesn't win, so to speak. That doesn't. That side is proven wrong right. in it. So I just wonder. I mean, I don't. Know, maybe you could read about this online. I didn't. I didn't try that. But yeah, like, yeah. Were the writers writing that on purpose and putting that in so we learn that lesson? Wow. Wow. I, I mean, you you can argue that side, and I wonder about Archie Bunker, too. Right? So did Archie Bunker? Yeah. Too, um you know, in, in, you know, his, what was it? His uh, son-in-law in that kind of played that progressive mm -hmm. role. Um, I don't even, did he refer to him as a hippie or something sometimes? Yeah. In that show? yeah. I can't, that <laughs> well, was I can't, like, I can't think of the, <laughs> I can't think of the terms except for meathead, you know, of course. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> called him a meathead. And I just wondered, did the writers, yeah, were right. they cognizant that, so they were teaching lessons. Yeah. Were they cognizant that they were teaching lessons or is it just happening? I mean, yeah. cause yeah, I tend to, I, I go both ways on that. Sometimes I think there is a lot of genius in the world that I just don't get. And other times I think a lot of it is just serendipitous, but it almost seems like that had to be intentional. right? Yeah. But, but uh, this is another thing I do. I don't know because the world has changed since then and I have changed since then. So I can't tease those things apart. Like, right. I don't know what it was like to be, you know, a 35 year old television writer in the seventies. I have right. no idea to even begin to. Yeah. So it's one thing on that, and this is, I totally admit this might be an idea that is like out there, like awesome. <laughs> people can be like, okay, Paul, like, you know, but I will Perfect. say this, it's, it's what I would call like an, it's an inclusive idea. So it's not, if I'm wrong, it doesn't hurt anybody. Right. Right. And if I'm right, it, it kind of, and so the word we use is God in this country, but there's a wholeness or a unity. 
um, that we yearn for. And so again, this is the way I would describe it. So, and if you want to call that God, have at it, that's fine. But I feel like that, so we're kind of called towards that. And again, so this is the idea. And if you think I'm out to lunch, so be it. It's not going <laughs> to hurt, hurt my feelings and it's not hurting anybody. My idea is not hurting anybody. And that is that we do things. So maybe that, that writer of Rudolph, that writer of the Archie Bunker show does things unknowingly because they're mm. pulled towards yeah. that unity because that's where ultimately we really, I hate the word desire because in a way I would say like, get rid of your desires. Oh, right. And that's what we honestly desire. Like that is the desire that we honestly desire. So wow. while you're desiring ice cream, well, you're, while you're desiring ice cream, that's, that's like a physical desire you can get rid of. But this underlying desire of that wholeness, and some people would say it's a relationship with God. And if that's the way they understand it, I think that's fine. And I, I have to say that I've come a long way with that, where for a while I was like, Oh, it doesn't say personal relationship with God in the book anywhere right, right. in the Bible or whatever, you know. <laughs> but but you can because you went to church. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> You've been right. on both sides. <laughs> and so, but I see that, you know, there's still like a meaning. And then what, it, so what I think happens a lot is, and again, this, I could still be totally wrong about it, but it doesn't hurt anybody, is that like you're partially right about something, but you just don't have the whole picture. And you don't know that until you do. Right. And it's just like riding a bike. Like, you know, your parent is there or whoever is trying to help you ride the bike, like do this and do that. And you yeah, get yeah. it. You watch people ride bikes. Like you get the whole idea of what you're supposed to do. And it's not like you're not trying. And then all of a sudden you ride the bike and now right. you've reached that tier. And then, you know, you could become an X Games, <laughs> you know, yeah, cycling, yeah, yeah. right. But you had to, you know, you had to go through that. And, and that's what we do wow. with everything. So I, I think that's a big part of what happens. So again, what I'm saying is we're called towards that unknowingly or knowingly. I mean, so some people are say we just say we're pulled towards God. Okay, well, good. You know that. And you might be right, right? In, 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 in a different term, you know, but just saying it. I do think we're pulled towards that wholeness, towards that unity, um, towards the way it should be, so to speak. Maybe, you know, or what's possible. Maybe that's even another way. It's not the way it should be. It's what's possible. And, and so for a lot of my life, I live my life as if what I think, to the best of my knowledge, the best of my under, present understanding, is the way it could be, right? And so is that striving for a utopia? Well, maybe. But why not? Why not? Like, That's what why not I mean. strive for utopia? <laughs> right? Like we're not going to get there, you know, yeah. in this physical form. Like we're not going to get there in this physical form. I just don't, I don't see how that can happen. Um, sure, sure. But it doesn't mean that we shouldn't just be pushing towards that constantly. Well, no, yeah. that's a, that's a very, I like all of that. I mean, I'm picking up what you're laying down. I don't think that's out there at all. In fact, I think it sort of summarizes a lot of, what I keep throwing words like enlightenment or being a higher level person or being a better person or whatever. It's, it's that, that some people have and some people could care less about. And that's, I guess that's fine. Um, if people don't want to participate in that, but it's, I, I it's something you said made me think about where I'm at right now is trying to change habits. And, you know, intellectually I've read, most of what you can find on the right. subject. I get it. 
intellectually, like riding the bike thing. That's a great metaphor. Like, okay, you sit on it, you pedal it. I, I got it. You, I stop chewing nicotine gum and I start not being addicted to nicotine. That's pretty simple, <laughs> but the doing it up, you know, the doing, and I wonder, I wonder where people are in the world with respect to sort of what you said about um, following the poll, you know, what the continuum looks like of people who have never thought of the poll or, you know, there's certainly a bunch of people who don't have the means to pursue the luxury of that, you know, to that's unfortunately we, I can't, I always talk about white privilege, you know, I, I, I'm coming from that perspective, but there's a yeah. millions of people for, that are in that perspective. And so what's that continuum look like of people who really want to live in that world, people who don't want to live in that world, and then sort of the the middle masses uh, and what characterizes them, you know? And, and But I don't know. That well, sort of goes on, it, so assumes it matters. Just curious what you think here on that. So, So part of it, right, would be, like just like i guess like maslow's hierarchy of needs right like yeah. for a Where's lot of the world they're just on those physiological needs like they just need food water shelter and that's no what they care about <laughs> right and yeah you know and and they're and i mean so again it's kind of like the i mean i think this is a white privilege because i think a lot of people think white privilege and just think us like to me i think the whole world oh is. sure like Listen, you know, there's like, what is it? Like two and a half billion people that live on like $2 a day or something. And dude, if it's $10 a day, like, you know what I mean? If that number is like, no, they're astronomically wrong. It's like $10. Okay. You know, like we're fortunate enough um, to, you know, waste $5 um, at Starbucks. Yeah. On any, you know, on any day or whatever. Um, so, you know, that, that, that white privilege thing is interesting, but so what I think happens then, so some of that group in the world, right, is just need those basic needs. That's what they're concerned. And then also then some people that have kids and maybe, you know, I mean, their life is just constant go, go, go. They don't have time. Like you've even talked about this in your, in your, some of your episodes, like you're fortunate that you have the time to go do this. Your wife you know, forge you the time to do this. So you take care of the kids, do whatever, but you still have this time. And of course I have that time too, right. To, to lend, to start thinking about that. Mm -hmm. So in the luxury, um, yeah. Yeah. It's a, right. It's totally the luxury. And so like in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it's like what, like physical needs, um, safety needs. And then, um, then it starts being like a higher level. I think the highest is like self accurate self-actualization can't even say it let alone be there <laughs> um, but right so you're going you're you're going up that but if those base needs aren't met and or it's a struggle for those base needs there's no time to go up yeah. that pyramid you know there's just no time and then see this is what's really interesting where things all connect so like the hindu caste system which got ruined of course about you know made by by making it probably an economic thing and pushing people down and the haves and the have-nots and i'm sure there's a million bad things about it right yeah, but the, the sequence part. the original sequence of it is more about your life and i i'm not super fluid in it but the one part is like you're a householder you have responsibilities right. you have kids and jobs and i take care of things and then at the end of it you go off to, the, I think they call it the forest dwellers, like the last stage or whatever, because you have time yeah. to go do that. <laughs> you put in your time, you did your responsibility, and now you have time to pursue that end of it. Um, and I think, you know, 
that's that is what happens to a lot of people and a lot of people i've i've read um one of my friends on facebook wrote and i i wanted to write about this and i just haven't got to but he's like why do so many people in their 40s and 50s start reading the bible it's like well for one they start having time <laughs> yeah right uh, for one <laughs> right if they had kids in their 20s i mean they spent the first mm-hmm. 20 plus years maybe of their life of adult life you know raising kids and jobs and it matters and then all of a sudden now they have time to do it and then also coupled with that is going to be that like well hey man I'm not living forever. Oh, <laughs> what, man. what does happen? Yeah, that's... You know, so I think that's why we progress through that and why it's kind of natural. And so maybe for me, I started a little bit earlier reading um, so much, you know, yeah. spiritual material, so to speak. Um, but for a lot of people, they just don't have time going in. And so they go to church on the weekend or whatever, and they sort of abide by some rules. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is interesting. Rules, whatever you have they this like. Group of- group of people that does spend so much time ostensibly participating in a spiritual thing, going to church, like you were saying, the people that live around here, most of them do more churches than, you know, gas stations, it seems like. Um, But they don't actually think about it (laughs) until something happens. And I know for me, I said this before, when my vision started to go, my my near vision, that's when I was like, I'm not immortal. (laughs) You know, it like happened in a couple of days. And that really you know, that was about the same time I decided to finally sit down and do this and a bunch of other things. So, yeah, I think you're right that uh, t- time is limited and then our sense of mortality changes. What the right. heck are we talking about? <laughs> um, yeah, I did. I, I got, we got so distracted with all well, that. It's, it's funny, though, how I never have any idea what's going to happen. And it all seems like really tangential, but somehow those streams have can be, you know, correlated or something. There's a, there's a theme, there are themes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I like your idea, but I guess you were sort of talking about the God in quotes, whatever you want to call that, what that, because not coming up in church, you know, it's funny. I did the episode on religion and my mom listened to it and was like, maybe we should have taken you to (laughs) church. Right, right. I'm like, no, no, I'm just saying I don't have that perspective. But I think my whole life I've sort of suffered from the lack of whatever church is supposed to give you. I think it's kind of what you were talking about, that that connection to a pull, that meaning, whatever that is. uh, I find myself as an adult now sort of looking for that, right? So I think that's the the intent of... I would argue that you're on that though, man. And it's like, you know, like, so, so people would disagree with me strongly on this (laughs) and saying that there is the one way. Right. Right. And to be, and, and it's a catch 22 because in a way I'm like, yes, there is one way, but you can get it. You can get at it like a million different ways also. Right. You know, and it's just like, okay, well you can't have it both ways, but it is. Um, and so, you know, one of the things that I thought about a lot was I was like, okay, you know, so I was born in the U S right. And so I was Roman Catholic. So like a lot of people, like, I mean, just being super basic splits, like Protestant might Mm -hmm. say, Right. Well, you're not going to heaven. Right. Because we have the right way. Right. And of course, I mean, what was like in Ireland, 
that was like a gigantic <laughs> i mean is it still a battle like like yeah, like a right. physical war <laughs> yeah the narcissism you know? of small differences and um and <laughs> so there was like a great joke um it was like so, something about because they, they would have like guards like where you were crossing in ireland or, or wherever and it was something like the guy like a a muslim was crossing and came to this you know to this gate or whatever and the guy was like are you a catholic or a protestant and he's like i'm a muslim and the guy said are you a catholic muslim or a protestant muslim like, <laughs> they, you gotta they pick a side yeah right you two choices it's right binary. yeah and um and so i just i just don't buy that and i just find it so interesting that so many people can come to things from different different ways and i mean even in in pop culture i mean star wars points at all these things mm -hmm. and i'm a star wars fan <clears throat> but like Her harry potter does too and i mean i've watched them i'm not as big of a fan but it points at all these things too um and the hobbit and you know so yeah. many things point to it and and even in 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 movies like along the way um like christmas like elf or uh, fred claus i laugh uh there's a line in it where i'm sure you're familiar with the movie with vince vaughn um i love it anyway <laughs> i highly <laughs> recommend it. it but uh, chris um but he uh, fred claus vince vaughn is santa claus's brother <laughs> and um at at the north pole they're 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 uh marking kids naughty or nice and that's fred's yeah. job and then he <laughs> he gets he realizes he doesn't want any kid not to get a gift so he just starts marking every kid nice and then things go awry of course but he, <laughs> that sounds great. It, there's this yeah dude it's classic <laughs> and there's like this poignant and i, I love Vince vaughn but there's this poignant moment where you know vaughn says every kid deserves a present he's like sure some of them had hard things and it made them do bad things and it's mm -hmm. just like but man we're all we all have the opportunity to be the good kid. And I mean, that, that's a whole conversation is like, where does, like, you're going to mess up. Like every single human has messed up. If at least once, <laughs> like, right. Oh yeah. Like, We're if, all flawed. Like per minute. <laughs> yeah. That's really depressing that we didn't get to sort of close that out. But at the same time, I think Paul and I could have talked for literally hours about all sorts of different things. And I hope you appreciate the, the, what I said in there, the tangential nature and the web. Um, when you follow, his 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 speaking and um, sort of the themes that are behind it. Um, I guess if we were all brilliant speakers, we'd uh, think about these things beforehand, and we'd have this uh, very straightforward way of sort of relating the ideas that we're trying to relate. But at the same time, I think when it happens organically and spontaneously like that, it has a different energy. And I know myself, I was um, I was extremely energized listening to Paul talk, and I hope you can pick up some of that comes through. Uh, but we sort of just ended up talking about this concept of God, which could be very universal. And I love how Paul mentions that how you get there doesn't matter. And there's tons of different ways to get there. And I can't tell you how big of a theme that is in my life. And I think that's a really good place to arrive after our, at the end of our conversation. Um, I used to talk about this in brewing. Everybody who brews beer basically does it a different way. It's the same way, but it's a different way. But they all get to the same end result. And I think we're all, as humans, on a path 
towards something we call God or spirituality or a higher level human or enlightenment or whatever it is, and that we have this pull, whether we're aware of it or not. And that awareness is one issue that Paul talked about a little bit with respect to the uh, ability to have time at the end of your day or in your life to sort of ponder these deeper issues. But even, even people that, um, can't make ends meet or our ancestors a hundred thousand years ago living in caves and, you know, running from predators. I, I think there's, there was, there's always been this pull towards something, um, probably the unknowable, but still a pull that I think we need to nurture out of, if nothing else, out of respect for our ancestors who survived long enough for long enough for us to actually pursue uh, these things. And I also think another element of what Paul talks about and um, shared with you is the, um, the, that it doesn't matter the, the specifics, how you got there, what the issue is. If it's the path, it's the path. And that's a commonality. And I think there's a way towards something Paul said at the beginning about, you know, thinking about this thing at the community level or the neighborhood level or the global level, you know, there's, 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 there's something there. There's a, there's a, there's a movement. There's a thing. There's a, a goal. There's a world, um, a star Wars, Harry Potter esque world, uh, that we all yearn for. And it's, um, people like Paul that are going to help us get there. If you want to follow Paul's uh, Instagram, it's P-A-U-L-G-A-D-O-L-A, Paul Godola. And he's also on Facebook. Uh, he posts more of his stuff, most of his stuff is videos that he posts on Instagram. So that's the best way to, to get, pick up what he's laying down. He runs a CrossFit gym here in town and his wife does um, healthy prepared meals. Um, you probably won't be interested in either of those things, um, but I think it does um, tell you a lot about the type of person and the type of people that they are. Proud to know them. I look forward to our relationship growing more in the future. So like I said, episode one, curiosity, pocket all, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for episode two. Thanks guys.